0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome to Health and Living with me, T. Ik. If you were a teenager and had lost your leg to bone cancer... Would you run a marathon across Canada? Well, Terry Fox did back in 1980 so that he could raise money for cancer research. And today, the Terry Fox Run is an annual event in Canada raising funds for the Terry Fox Foundation and the Terry Fox Research Institute, which invests in cancer research. Joining me today is Daryl Fox, the younger brother of Terry Fox. And he's a senior advisor and member of the board of directors for the Terry Fox Research Institute. We'll be finding out more from Daryl about Terry's legacy, um, how the runs are um, carried out each year and the impact of research that has been funded by the Terry Fox Research Institute. Daryl, thank you so much for joining me. How are you?
1: I'm very good. And it's a pleasure and honor to be here.
0: You are in KL um, to attend the Malaysian leg of the Terry Fox run this year, am I right?
1: That is correct. Want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, I'm very excited. Um, You know, I'm Terry's younger, but not so young younger brother and it really is a privilege and honor to to represent uh, his legacy 42 years removed from his marathon of hope and I'm able to, to see firsthand the impact he continues to have and ultimately it's all about raising money for cancer research so you know I'm, I'm able to travel and, and to other parts of the world and and see his legacy at work, and uh, it certainly has been exciting to be here just a couple of days. I'm looking forward to the run this weekend and, uh, and participating, and I, it's very interesting. I already see that uh, we as Canadians have a lot in common with Malaysians. Um, we're very humble people. Um, we, we don't like to be front and center, neither mm-hmm. did Terry. Um, and we, we like to give back and help other people. So I think it's been quite uh, enjoyable the, the first uh, 48 hours that I've been here.
0: Fantastic. The run will take place on the 18th of December. It's co-organized by the Cancer Research Malaysia here. Um, stay tuned and uh, you will find out how to register for the run, which, of course, we urge you to do. But um, let's hear about Terry's story first, mm-hmm. Daryl, his fight against cancer and how he went on that. Um, you know, today it's, it's spoken of so historically, that Marathon of Hope.
1: Yeah, well, t- as you suggested, Terry was, uh, was only 17 when he was diagnosed with cancer, and he had never heard of the word prior to the diagnosis. and uh, um, So obviously it was quite a shock, uh, but um, he, he uh, quickly understood uh, what lay ahead for him. Um, he had his leg amputated um, six inches above the knee. Um, And what really surprised him was what he experienced going through... Chemotherapy treatments, where he saw others suffering from this disease and who weren't going to survive or uh, live um, that long, and that had a tremendous impact on him. And um, he decided um, he would never forget those that he had left behind. And um, he was uh, um, an average athlete, but he was very athletic. And uh, it was actually the night before he lost his leg to cancer that a that a former basketball coach was going to see him and wanted was wondering, what can I do to inspire or perhaps give Terry some something positive to focus on? And he brought an article of a, a Runner's World magazine. And on the cover of that Runner's World magazine was a, a photo of Dick Trom, who was an American, above-knee amputee, and had just completed the New York City Marathon. So Terry was inspired by this and said, if this guy can run 42 kilometers an artificial leg, then why can't I? I need a goal. Mm -hmm. I need a purpose in life. And that's what I'm going to try to do one day. Well, again, it was going through chemotherapy that gave him that purpose for running. And so he, um, what people don't realize is before Terry even started the marathon of hope, he ran over 5,000 kilometers preparing for it. Wow! Uh, And uh, on April 12th, 1980, Terry started the marathon of hope. And for 143 days, he ran an average of 42 kilometers every day. And I was lucky enough at the age of 17 to join up with Terry and be the third member of the Marathon of Hope. And I, I actually had the opportunity to witness a miracle. Um, you know, I know why Terry and I shared already why he attempted to run across the country, but I don't have the answer to is how he did it. You know, mm-hmm. I watched uh, you know, him run on a on an artificial leg that was made for walking purposes only. Mm. Um, And yet he was able to run 42 kilometers every day. What Terry would say was that it was quite easy compared to going through cancer. And and Mm. so that was always his benchmark. That was always his standard. And uh, whenever he thought that he was difficult, that he was having a difficult time running, um, he needed to only reflect on those that he had left behind in the cancer ward. And that's always what kept him motivated to run another day.
0: But the idea of the run was to raise funds, wasn't it?
1: That's correct. So
0: yes. what was the reception like uh, when he was doing this?
1: Well, it was pretty humble to begin with uh, be- because guess what? We didn't have social media back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have phones. We, you know, Terry had to, he uh, set up, uh, you know, he'd had to find a, a payphone to make a phone call to call media. Um, so it was very humble beginnings. But uh, people caught on to what Terry was, uh, was attempting to do, and uh, um, by the time he reached Ontario, which is one of the largest provinces in Canada, momentum had really taken off. And Terry had a goal of raising, I mean, he always was thinking inclusively. He appreciated every dollar that was raised for cancer research, so he asked all Canadians to, to give a dollar uh, to cancer research. And... Um, Terry unfortunately was forced to stop his run after running uh, over 5,300 kilometres because cancer came back. Um, but before he passed away in June of the following year of 1981, he realized his goal and he raised 24 million Canadian dollars uh, wow. for cancer research, which was equivalent to the population of Canada at that time—24 million. Since then, because of the annual Terry Fox Run that we host, we've raised over 850 million dollars for cancer research.
0: Where did that 24 million dollars go initially? Do you know?
1: Well, yes. Um, so. Um, initially, um, <laughs> they, it was a, a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, and Terry ran for the Canadian Cancer Society. Um, they really didn't... It doubled their annual budget. <laughs> so <laughs> so it was... A windfall. It was a windfall. It was an yeah. incredible windfall. So they needed time, and it actually took a few years before they started to allocate the resources um, that was raised because they wanted to make sure um, that it was spent on... Good research and that was Terry's demand and request Um, there was pressure put on him to look at other possible um, sources for the funding including patient services yes and also public education but Terry was focused on research that was his dream because he had benefited from research he was told um, when he was diagnosed with cancer he of of bone cancer he had a 20 to 30 percent chance of living But because of progress, it had increased to 50%. -hmm. So he became a believer in research. So that was his focus. So the NCIC, the National Cancer Institute of Canada, which was the research arm of the Canadian Cancer Society, created programs um, including senior scientists' awards and also the program project grants, which are programs that still exist today. Mm -hmm. What's unique about... um, I think Terry was that. Um, he wanted to bring Canadians together and a nation together and a global community together to fight cancer. And that's what we do with research. Rather than focus um, more so on individual operating grants, we fund team scientists, mm-hmm. where teams of researchers come together from various disciplines to tackle a, a, a problem.
0: Mm. So um, it's also become an annual run, right? from. What, what, the way you tell it, Terry and, and yourself, and I think it was his best friend, wasn't it?
1: Doug Howard, yes. Who's yeah, <laughs> um, also a good friend of mine, too, yes. Fantastic. And I texted him earlier today.
0: <laughs> Bless um, the two of you as well for being there with Terry. But, you know, from that one run, how did it become this annual thing?
1: Well, I think we have um, Mr. Isidore Sharp to thank for that. Um, Mr. Sharp is the founder of the Four Seasons Hotel, which is where I'm staying. In <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> So I, I'm not I'm not slumming it, um, <laughs> no. but I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for his generosity. Uh, but he, but Mr. Sharp lost a son to cancer, and um, he um, reached out to Terry very early on in the Marathon of Hope and um, offered accommodations and support. He would get. He was going to bring the business community of Canada together, um, and he did to support uh, the Marathon of Hope. I was quite happy because I was not comfortable sleeping in a stinky Ford van. And I looked forward to the accommodations. I just wish there were more Four Seasons hotels in Canada at that <laughs> time. <laughs> but, uh, but after Terry was forced to stop running, um, Mr. Sharp, no, he didn't send a, a text message or an email. He sent a telegram to Terry and he said, you know, we have to keep this going. And what, what do you think about an annual event in your name to raise money for cancer research? So Terry knew before he passed away that there'd be an annual Terry Fox run in his name. And he set out a lot of the policies and guidelines that we adhere to 42 years later. So if it wasn't for Mr. Sharp's idea, maybe I wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. So we're very thankful for him.
0: Yeah. And the foundation um, basically governs uh, the funds that are raised. Am I right?
1: The, well, that's correct. Um, we, the, well, the Terry Fox Foundation is a, strictly a fundraising organization. So it allocates funds net of um, you know, expenses to the Terry Fox Research Institute. And the Terry Fox Research Institute is responsible uh, for allocating the funds that are raised through the annual Terry Fox run. So we created the Research Institute in 2007. So we've been that's 15 years now mm-hmm. that uh, TFRI, mm. that's the acronym, it has been allocating funds raised in, in Terry's name.
0: And we'll get into sort of um, what kind of research um, you fund and, and what kind of impact uh, TFRI has seen as well um, a little later. But just want to come back to, I, I love the story also about a, um, a tycoon or a business uh, person, right, coming in and enabling it to become a, a legacy. And that is what any sort of fundraising cause needs, isn't it? It can't be just Harry and Maybe his brother and his friend um, alone doing it, and for a for businesses to come in as well, you know. Then then you you see what um, people call that whole of society approach. It's not just scientists working alone. It's not just um, patients or advocates. Uh, it's really everyone coming together. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that endure?
1: Yes, I mean that's the key to that was Terry's message. You know, I he was very uncomfortable with the fact that he was getting a lot of profile and attention. It just wasn't his nature. He was an introvert, so and he was quick to to pass attention on to the real heroes, and that those were cancer patients. So he wanted it to be inclusive. That's why I asked for a dollar from every Canadian. He wanted the business community to get behind him. He wanted all Canadians and everyone around the world to support cancer cancer research. So that was very important. Um, but another part of why I think we're, we're thriving and, and still around, uh, you know, over four decades later is because of the school program. Now we have um, over um, 8,000 schools across the country that host their own Terry Fox runs. Um, so we have a whole generation that's growing up learning about Terry, and they're becoming our, you know, our organizers, our volunteers. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, I mean, this ha- this happens. They're actually becoming our researchers. <laughs> they're being funded by. It is,
0: isn't it? It's
1: just it's just incredible. I, I don't. How many times someone has approached me to say, you know, I was inspired to be a researcher because of what I learned in school about your brother. <laughs> so oh, that's fantastic. You, it's just incredible to see the the incredible legacy that Terry has left.
0: Yeah, because um, there's no greater impact than starting at that at that young age where they can. Um, relate to Terry as well, who was a young person just like them.
1: Yeah, and that's the important part of, of, of what we want to share is we don't want to put Terry on a pedestal because he wouldn't be comfortable there. Um, he w- was really average in every way. Um, but determination, you know, he he always gave his, his all for mm. everything. And that's the message we share with students of today. Don't, don't think anything is not possible. Anything is possible if you try. And the the only only limitations we have as individuals are Mm self-imposed. So um, that's what I believe in. That's what I've learned from Terry. And it's quite quite nice to have that that messaging within me every day of my life.
0: Absolutely. And just very quickly, um, before we go for a break, you've talked about the uh, more than 8,000 schools in Canada organizing their own runs. Now, what about Terry Fox Runs outside of Canada, like the one that's happening in Malaysia this weekend? How does that work?
1: Well, we're, we're quite excited to, to be back. The, the run had a, a, a bit of a absence here in mm-hmm. in The
0: pandemic, right?
1: Yeah, and that would be because of that. So it's it's nice to be back, and you know we think we it offers an opportunity to to learn uh, about um, an important person. Not it doesn't matter where he where we're from that he's Canadian. Um, So there's that. Um, You know, it it gives cancer um, a personal story, a human interest story, Um, but also it allows. Cancer Research Malaysia to raise money uh, for cancer research, and that's what it's all about. So part of the process is is finding an identity, an organization within the country mm-hmm. that is is doing quality research, and we found that here in in, in Kuala Lumpur with uh, Cancer Research uh, Malaysia. So they are, which is interesting about the the organization, they are both allocating funds, but they're also a fundraiser. Whereas we're, you know, we have two identities that look after it. There, you, you get it all in, in, in w- cancer research in one location here, so which is very exciting. And uh, you know they are um, are responsible for determining what projects to support here with the funds that they raise.
0: Mm, and um, Malaysia will benefit from it the will. funds that are raised. Yeah, right. so
1: that's the, you know no dollars will go back <laughs> are going to Canada here. Um, yeah. All funds raised in in uh, Kuala Lumpur through the run will stay here and fund research here and. Mm. In, in in uh, Malaysia. And it's
0: not to say that we want to um, hoard the funds, but um, (laughs) I guess everyone's struggling in a way to raise funds, especially and I know Cancer Research Malaysia was struggling during the pandemic because I guess everyone's economic priorities um, had shifted. But um, let's go for a quick break and come back to talk more about the Terry Fox Research Institute. I'm speaking today to Daryl Fox, Senior Advisor and member of the Board of Directors for the Terry Fox Research Institute. Um, And they're linked to the Um, For me, I've always heard of the Terry Fox run um, here in Malaysia, which um, I just found out has been happening since 1991. A nice long history. Um, Daryl is in town for the run that's going to be happening on the 18th of December. So we'll come back and discuss more about that after the break right here on Health and Living BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Health and Living with me, Shao Ik and my guest who's flown in all the way from Canada to join me in the studio, Daryl Fox, Senior Advisor and member of the Board of Directors at the Terry Fox Research Institute. If Terry Fox is a name that seems familiar to you, you've probably heard of the Terry Fox Run, which happens annually in Canada and has been happening regularly in Malaysia uh, up until the pandemic uh, when there was a bit of a hiatus, but... um, Uh, The Terry Fox run basically raises funds for cancer research, not only in Canada, but in the other countries where it is held as well. The funds are then channeled to the Terry Fox Research Institute. And um, that's what I want to find out from Daryl now about, you know, how um, the Research Institute came about. And how do you, I guess, um, look at what kind of cancer research? Um, to fund. Perhaps, Daryl, you can talk about how the Research Institute came about and and really how is it set up, you know, in terms of, um, you know, is it a, do you have scientists of your own? Do you work with other scientists? Yeah, perhaps you can walk us through that.
1: Sure. So the the Terry Fox Research Institute was created in 2007. Um, And prior to that, we um, allocated funds raised from the run to the National Cancer Institute of Canada, which was the research uh, arm of the Canadian Cancer Society. That's who Terry ran for. Well, in 2005, we, had, uh, we celebrated the 25th anniversary of the Marathon of Hope, and it was uh, an okay year. It was an incredibly big year, actually. Um, we, and we exceeded expectations. We over doubled our revenue. So we went from raising $25 million every year to raising over $50 million. So we had a surplus and we had a windfall. And what we've always done as, a, as an organization and as a family, we've always you know reached out to the research community to seek their advice on how to spend the resources. Mm-hmm. And when we um, gathered the community together over a series of meetings over almost a year, they came up with two um, suggestions for us. One, they felt that we should focus on translational research. So for the most part, we have been supporting laboratory-based research, which is great and needed. Discovery-based research is, is, is needed. Um, but there so was
0: a, is that looking at sort of new therapies, new molecules? That,
1: like was that? The, that was the, the, the idea that came out of it, that we needed to get the, all this wonderful discovery research that we've been supporting to the actual bedside. To the patient, mm. um, and that, so you're
0: translating it into actual that's outcomes, the right? Yeah.
1: Translational research mm. is what we we uh, focused on mm. um, with the new funds. The surplus funds they also said that they also felt that we'd reached a, a level of revenue where we could create our new our own identity so that's why the Terry Fox Research Institute was created so we got buy-in from the research community to set up a new organization and that's a, with with a focus on translational research mm. so that's how TFRI was created um, we also um, were able to advise TFRI that we would have 50 million dollars um, Available for the, of new dollars available over the next five years to focus on translational research.
0: Do you have your own scientists? Y-
1: yes um, um, TFRI is a, a scientific organization um, the, the lead is a scientific director. He splits his time Half time with TFRI the other time is with uh, a research institute in Toronto, Ontario um, we have an executive that is comprised of researchers from across the country across Canada that uh, offer ideas and suggestions on, on what to focus on um, the process we use uh, to allocate uh, funds raised is is a peer review process mm-hmm. um, and the, the reality is um, you know Canada is is small compared to other, countries in terms of uh, how much money it, it has available for can- cancer research. Mm-hmm. So we have to, if we want to have peer review, we have to go outside of Canada. Mm. And it's fascinating to see the interest in um, the research uh, from from other countries, because though we're small, the quality is top hand in, in Canada. Mm. Uh, and so researchers from outside of Canada, they want to be part of the process because they have an interest in the, the various programs that uh, we are, are supporting. So they want to be part of the peer review process. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how it, uh, the, the process to allocate funds go, is taken care of at TFRI.
0: I love that it's, um, there's so much, um, I guess it's the, the, the spirit of collaboration and openness that, that the research community didn't just say, no, keep all your funds here for us, right? They said, you can do more and you can have your own identity and um, that, that um, lack of selfishness, I, I suppose.
1: It was, it was very important to get buy-in from the research community because there, there are other organizations, including the NCIC. Mm. So, so we could be seen to be competing. But what we did is we avoided competing with them because our focus would be tran- on translational research. Um, it was actually shortly thereafter that the NCIC decided to close shop and the Canadian Cancer Society brought their research in-house. Mm. So uh, TFRI had to expand um, its uh, research po- portfolio to take care of the programs that the NCIC was responsible for before. Mm. So, so now uh, TFRI is, is allocating between 30 and $40 million every year. Uh, for, to to research across the country.
0: So, would you like to share about some of the impactful research projects that TFRI has funded?
1: Yeah. Um, so, the one thing about research is, you know, and and you said it's it's about collaboration. We're we're not the only funders of cancer research in Canada. A lot of the major hospitals and universities are supporting research. The government through the Canadian Institute of Health Research is supporting research. So. We're coming together to, to 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 support research. One of the programs, the first programs we we supported uh, through the creation of TFRI, was a lung cancer study. Now, there's a stigma around lung cancer, obviously, because because um, people you know may may have smoked, yeah. and and that's that, including my dad. My dad died of lung cancer, mm. but. In the 60s and 70s, what did you do? You smoked. <laughs> I mean, we grew up in a smoke-filled environment. My dad quit smoking. My mom quit smoking. But should they not be el- eligible to be the benefactors of research yes. because of it? Mm-hmm. We think so. Mm. Um, and then also lung cancer, you can get diagnosed with lung cancer and never have smoked, smoked. in your life. Yes. So there's that that process as well. So we supported a uh, early detection of lung cancer study um, and th- this was a five-year program. And now that now the next challenge, now that it it was very successful, is to implement it across the country um, and get uh, buy-in from from all the provinces. And that started to happen right now. So lives are being saved because of our investment in this this. Uh, this this program
0: mm, because like you said it's translating it into actual practice right? exactly um physicians have to be using it basically for yes. their patients yeah um are there patient stories you can share as well or, or perhaps is that a bit too far removed
1: yeah it's a little bit too far removed from 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 my ex- my um direct ex- experience yeah. but they're Um, We have one of the programs we've created through through the Terry Fox Foundation is the Terry's Team program. And Terry's Team members are those that have survived cancer. And we reach out to them, and they have to be comfortable being willing to share a story. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, that's fine too. And what what is unique about the Terry's Team member program is they wear red (laughs) T-shirts, whereas the other... T-shirt colors would be depending on whatever the design is for that year. So they, they stand out. Mm. Um, when you go to Terry Fox Run and you see a red T-shirt, you know that that's someone who is, is living because of our investment in cancer research. Mm-hmm. And what is really exciting is to see over the years the number of red T-shirts at run sites. So it's, it's living proof that collectively, you know, the Terry Fox Foundation, Terry Fox Research Institute and other organizations is reducing the burden of cancer on society. It's, uh, yeah, I see it. I yeah, can see it through. I actually literally see it. I can physically see it. see it.
0: Yeah. And I do get that, um, you know, there's a, we're talking about a long runway, right, from the lab research to the translational and into yes. practice and yes. ultimately a doctor and a patient. Yes. You know. Um, going through that journey together. And if we aren't able act- actually to measure it that way, what are some other, I guess, um, parameters you're looking at to measure the impact of your work?
1: Well, we're, um, one of the new initiatives that we're embarking on going forward is we've titled it the Marathon of Hope Cancer Center Network. Um, and the, the focus and, and what's exciting now is precision medicine. You know the, the study of the human genome has has given us so much information and, and data available, um, um, but it 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 requires um, organizations to come together. Now we've been very good at support supporting team science. The next step is actually to bring cancer universities, hospitals, mm-hmm. organizations together. We were fortunate very recently to receive funding from the federal government based on a very long lobby effort of 150 million Canadian dollars uh, to create the Marathon of Hope Cancer Center uh, network. Network. And the idea is to um, collect data from cancer patients, uh, 15,000 patients in total over five years. And the intent is because Right now, if you're diagnosed with a certain form of cancer, you get the same treatment. Well, sometimes that treatment won't work Mm -hmm. depending on your human genome. So the idea behind uh, precision medicine is to treat the right patient with the right treatment at the right time. Um, the challenge for us as a, as, as a Terry Fox Foundation is the, the government is going to give us 150 million, but we have to raise 150. It's a match. <laughs> so, what? so mm-hmm. if we raise a dollar, we're only getting a dollar. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. But what's what is so fascinating about this is that it is bringing all the organizations, all the hospitals and universities who usually compete for funding mm-hmm. and for fundraising they're all coming together, the, the, org, the, the hospitals the universities and the fundraising organizations behind them are all coming together. And one of the things that we heard clearly from the beginning of this process is that the only thing that can bring them together is Terry Fox? Wow. So it's the brand, for lack of a better word, mm. that is bringing, or, you know, these organizations together to, to solve this this major problem that continues today.
0: And you need that scale, right? You need yeah. the mass because you can't um, do research like this um, with. Um, I sort of like pockets of isolation. Yeah. 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 Um, Also, um, Terry's legacy started with the realization that uh, more money was needed, right. For, um, for cancer research. And, you know, after he saw the suffering that other patients were going through and, you know, now we are at a point where cancer is a big word. Um, Lots of funders are involved in cancer research. Um, you know, now that you have seen the trajectory, would you say that money is, is still the thing? Uh,
1: it's always a thing.
0: It, it is. It's, yeah. It
1: is a thing, and mm-hmm. it always will be the thing. I think we, but I think there's an appreciation that it has made a difference. Now that we've had this runway of, of four decades and we've seen health survival rates have increased, mm-hmm. we see that people are living longer with cancer, quality of life has improved dramatically. You know, people believe, Um, I know, you know, I've been involved in this for quite some time, the naysayers in the beginning, you know, it's just a big pot of money going nowhere, but we don't get that anymore because we've seen progress, you know, loved ones have survived and are living longer. You know, challenges, we're dealing with an aging population as well, right? Mm. We're, we're <laughs> because of progress in, yes. in, in research, we're living longer, so the chances are we're going to be diagnosed with, with cancer as well. Absolutely. Um, but uh, the evidence is there. We've got four decades of investment in cancer research, and people are living. Mm. We need more money.
0: <laughs> we we always need more money, by the looks of it. Um, but but are there other sort of new challenges that have come in? I mean, obviously, um, aging is something all countries are grappling with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's unique challenges to, to in every country. I mean, here in Malaysia, I, you know, I understand, it, it, you know, oral cancer is is a, a real challenge challenge mm-hmm. because of the beetle bug mm-hmm. um, so that's a un, something mm. unique to the,
0: the leaf yeah yeah it, it's a it's a traditional practice so, yeah, yeah
1: yeah so so every country has its own unique unique challenges and unique uh, as as it relates to to cancer that we have to take into consideration mm-hmm. obviously as well too mm-hmm.
0: um a look forward. I guess you you have talked about. I guess um, you're starting to to look at the network, for instance, and that sort of a, a different approach to collaborating with other institutions. Um, what's your focus as well moving ahead the next four decades? You know.
1: Yeah. I, uh, well, I, it, this this I think this marathon, you know, precision medicine is going to be pretty significant for us. I think um, you know we're already starting to to look at. The next five years. This is a five-year commitment, so we have to look at, uh, you know, um, a request for additional funding based mm-hmm. on the fact that we plan to be successful and we plan to have. But we have to prove to to the government yes. and and to ourselves that this is the the this is making a difference. So outcomes are everything, and that's what we expect to to see out of the Marathon of Hope Cancer Center Network is uh, that outcomes will be better for people, and then we can we can build on that going forward.
0: Mm. If I could wrap up with a look at the run this weekend, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, it does come down to the run, right? And the support that everyone can give to those runs the same way that, you know, Terry was able to, in in, in uh, virtual terms, raise $1 for, from every Canadian back then. So, what's your message to listeners? Why should they participate in the um, Terry Fox Run happening here in KL this weekend? What will they get out of it?
1: Well, I think they'll enjoy the experience. I think, you know, it's been difficult the last two years, two plus years, right? Um, you know, Terry brought a nation together uh, for a common cause in 1980 and we haven't been able to get together. <laughs> you know, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur has not been able to host a run and, and come together. I think that's it's a it's a it's a nice feeling when you come together for a, for a cause so um, that's number one and that's very important um, um, but um, but as you know I, we've talked about here it's about raising more money um, uh, to fund research here um, and there, that's a good feeling you know when you when, when you participate and and you see the impact that uh, your dollar will have going forward it is a you know an investment. I, I believe that um, it is very worthwhile, and uh, we hope people come out. and I actually hear that uh, we've already raised a hundred and thirty thousand here, so that's pretty significant. Yes. Uh, a significant amount of money.
0: It is. Uh, let's make it more. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you can register for the run, I understand, at um, the Cancer Research website. So, that's cancerresearch.my It's a huge Terry Fox run banner um, <laughs> when you enter the website. So, do that. Um, you know, we have talked to many scientists from Cancer Research Malaysia about the work that they're doing. So, you can check out those podcasts if you just... Um, type in or search for Cancer Research Malaysia in our podcast on our website or on our app, if you want to know more about the excellent work that they're doing. Daryl, thank you so much for speaking to me today. Oh, my
1: today. pleasure. Enjoyed it.
0: I've been speaking to Daryl Fox, senior advisor and member of the board of directors at the Terry Fox Research Institute, who's also the younger brother of Terry Fox, uh, for whom these annual runs are named uh, in his uh, memory and legacy. This has been Health and Living on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast